Thanks for joining us. We love getting to share the message of God's grace with the entire world. If his message has impacted your life, would you share your testimony with us by emailing it to stories at graceorlando.com. We love to hear what God is up to. You can also give in support of this ministry by going to our website and clicking on the give button at graceorlando.com. Thanks again. All right, let's get to this. So we're going to talk about good news and bad news over the next couple of weeks, okay? I don't know if you are aware of this, but there is a lot of bad news right now. Anybody aware of that? Because there's, like, literally everywhere. Like, everywhere you go, there is bad news. Well, I want to tell you just really quick, about three weeks ago, I got some bad news, okay? Maybe you've gotten some bad news before. I, on the, uh, on the, on the, uh, the, the, how do I say this? The, the family asked me to go to the doctor. Guys, you get me, right? So we, you go, you know, because the family's begging you. And so you go, and the doctor said, I want you to get a CT scan. You know, I'm like, what? And so anyway, uh, I go get a CT scan. Come to find out, uh, he calls me like a day later or, you know, as soon as he could. And he goes, I need you in my office like right now and all that. That's not good news, by the way. In case you were wondering, the doctor calls you panicked. That's not good news. It's bad news. So I'm listening to him, and I said, yeah, sure, what's, what's going on? You know, I come in, and sure enough, I got a kidney stone. Now, I don't know if you've ever been through this, and I won't get too much into this, but it's a whole lot of fun, let me tell you what. Lots of pain, okay? And so I've been through it before, uh, and, and I absolutely, I, I'm not a big firm believer that, like, you could, everyone gets PTSD. Like, I know nowadays everyone has it. Uh, but, but honestly, like when the doctor told me this, I feel like curling up on the ground just like you, I'd rather die, you know? Like, I mean, not to be overly dramatic, but, like, really, it's bad news <laughs> for me. And so, anyway, uh, following Monday, the procedure was over. I go in for the follow-up, and I'm thinking, okay, let's get out of this. And the doctor says, I want, will you come back to my office? And I'm like, this is not how this is supposed to go, you know? And so we go back into his office, and he goes, hey, we got we to gotta go for round two. We got to do it again. Guys, this past three weeks has been very difficult, <laughs> very, very hard, lots of pain, lots of tears. Uh, it's been hard, and it, during that time, I had a lot of time to talk with God about bad news. So I want to share with you some things about bad news. You've been there. We live in this world full of bad news. It, this is my turn was the past three weeks. You'll get your turn. You'll, you'll have a chance to receive the phone call of bad news. That's just because you live in this world. This world is so troublesome, right? It's everywhere. Bad news fills every feed. It fills every TV screen. It fills everything. Bad news is everywhere, and it's generated in, in surplus here on this planet. Like, it just generates bad news nonstop. Our world is troublesome. And what makes matters even worse than it just being troublesome is that it's also hostile towards us, towards Christians, Towards, towards those who are alive, right? This world of death doesn't seem to want to get along, right? It doesn't understand us at all. You know, I don't know if you caught it a week ago. One of the biggest churches in Hong Kong was mowed over, right? Uh, mega church, right? This is persecution. This is happening. Like, we live in this beautiful bubble here, I guess. But around the world, there is so much bad news in this hostile place. We get all these fears on top of fears, Right, bad news mixes with our experience. You've had experiences. And the next thing you know, without realizing it, is we kind of lose our taste for good news. Somebody will even say something to you like, you know, God can blah, blah, blah. And you'll be like, yeah, right. You know, like you've been there. The bad news, you've absorbed so much of it that even the good news, the power unto salvation, you even kind of sit there and kind of go, I know, yeah, God's got it, God, whatever. You know, even that can happen because of the amount of bad news, right? The times are heavy, but let me give you some good news. This is not the worst this planet has ever been. <laughs> Did you know that? We're not living in the worst times ever, okay? So for, to take a deep breath and just go, hey, at least you weren't living during those times, because there's been some way worse times. 
Now, Jesus said this. He actually, he actually warned us about 2020. Check this out in John 16. Behold, an hour is coming and has already come for you to be scattered each to their own home. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? He told you. It was going to happen. <laughs> no, he's talking to his disciples. And he goes, look, they're all, all going to leave me alone. And yet, I'm not alone. I say this to somebody today. You are not alone. Jesus lost everybody, all of his friends, all of his supporters, everybody left him. And he looked at his supporters and he goes, but don't worry, I'm not going to be alone. And you're not alone either. Maybe you feel alone during all of this. <laughs> Maybe you have been alone during all of this. And yet, you're not. The Father is with you. These things I've spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace, because in this world you will have trouble but take courage. I have overcome the world. All right, I want to give you three things about bad news. You can write these down if you'd like. Now, number one, bad news is not based in faith, but fear. Okay, it's always based in fear. It'll always cause you to fear. It'll always bring you to fear. It's not based in faith. Number two, bad news doesn't give life. It steals it. Oh, man, something to really consider before you go sharing bad news is it actually steals life. It doesn't have the capacity to give it. Bad news is rooted in an unfinished gospel and not worth sharing. It's not worth sharing. Let me tell you something. When I first got saved, you know, I came into the good news. I came into the gospel. But can I tell you, it was very difficult to share from time to time. I found it kind of difficult because it sounded good. You know, God loves you, but uh, there were these catches. There were these hang-ups. There were these things. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But here are these three things about new, uh, bad news. But here's the thing. You and I, we have a reason for being on this planet. I've heard more than one person say here recently, like, what's the point of all of this? Like, like why are we even here? Like, wait, if, if we're seated in heaven, as we sung about, and God has blessed us with everything, we got it, why are we still here? Saints, we have one reason to be here. We have one reason. It's not to build kingdoms and do all the different things that we're going to do while we're here. No, the one reason for being here is to go love people with the love of God. That's it. That's the only reason why you're here. And did you know that God thought that that would be so good for you, that you would enjoy that so much that he said, you're going to want to stay here for this. You're not going to want to leave. You're not going to want to just take off. Man, how often do we view this place as like a bus station? We're just ready to, we're just waiting for the bus, you know? I'm just waiting to check out of here. That's not the right attitude to have. Man, there's so much good going on in this world right now, and God has included you. He's brought you into it, and he said, hey, I want to I use you to pass around some good news. I want to share the good news through you, you and me. Me? That's craziness. I don't know if you ever feel that way, but that's awesome. So today, you got to decide, what kind of news are you going to tune into? What kind of news are you going to spend your time sharing? So let's think about it together this morning. What is bad news? All right, let me give you an example of bad news. Uh, November's coming. Anybody know what's happening in November? Anybody at all? Anybody? Yeah, okay, cool. Y'all know what bad news sounds like. Bad news is when one side feels great and the other side is like, well, whoa, we don't feel very good, right? That's bad news. Every time the magic win, man, I'm, I'm excited and somebody else is just bummed, you know? That's bad news. It's bad news when not everybody... Let, let me give you what good news sounds like. You want to hear what good news sounds like? For God so loved to the world. That's big news. That's good news. Everybody's involved. God's given you everything pertaining to life, and God, he's, he's given you all. This is what good news sounds like. It's not like bad news, but there's, there's something missing. No, bad news is not based in faith, but fear. Let me give you a, a good example, right? Here, here you go. Watch this. So I had one time a situation where I was super angry. You ever been super angry before? 
Some of y'all gave me some weird looks. Um, and, and, I, and I had somebody, you know, tell me, Javen, it's okay. You know why? There's righteous anger. You know, you have a right to be angry. It's, it's just, just, here's the thing. Don't sin in your anger. It's straight out of the Bible. How can this be bad news? How can this be, how can this be the wrong thing to tell somebody? Because see, here's what happens. Bad news, when you believe it, becomes bad advice that you give away. And you give away bad advice. And so somebody was quoting scripture to me, and it sounds great. You know what the problem was? It was based out of fear. It wasn't based out of faith. You know what God was telling me during that same season? It wasn't, Javen, it's okay to be angry, and you'll get through this, and just go be angry. And No, he said, you can go forgive. You can go forgive that person that you're so angry with. I'm thinking, that sounds way better than not sinning in my anger. So when we think of things as bad and good, we often don't, we don't realize that really when we're talking about things that are good, it's from God, it's from him, it's what he's saying to you. It's based out of faith, not fear. It's not based out of this fear that we constantly deal with, and it comes from an honest place. Look at this in Genesis chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. Look at this serpent talking to Eve. For God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. This was the worst thing that could happen to us. <laughs> is that we would learn good and evil and lose our innocence. You see, that's the very thing we battle here all the time. This is so bad for us, and we thought it was good. Look at what happened. Look at what sin does. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, was it ever good for food? No. This is, is going to kill you. This is not good to eat. Right? It was a delight to the eyes. Look at how the hook set in. And the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took from its fruit and she ate. She also gave it to her husband. Here goes the bad advice, right? Pay, pay it forward. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. And then we read this account, which sounds a lot like God spanking his children, right? He's, there's dad saying, hey, you know, Eve, you're going to go through tons of pain now, and, and Adam, you're going to have to go out there and hoe the ground and, you know, all this stuff. And that's not what happened. If you know God at all, which we'll, we'll look at in verse 22 in just a second, he was explaining to them what was happening. You guys believed bad news. You believed the bad news that I left something out. They believed bad news. And bad news became bad advice, which then became this mess. No, God was not this big angry God kicking us out of the garden. No, he was loving us. He was loving us well. Look at verse 22. The Lord said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, and now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Look, there was good news on the way. God had already planned the good news. It was always going to be Jesus, and Jesus was going to have to die. So no, Adam can't go eat the tree. That's, that's going to mess up the whole plan, right? God had this awesome plan to reveal Jesus through the good news. So no, he was escorting Adam out of bad news. Adam, you're going to want to make a run for the tree, but that would be the worst thing you could possibly do. Do you see how in this world, bad and good, these, these concepts for us are very difficult. It's, it's why we get in these massive arguments all the time. Because we all have different opinions and perceptions. But there is something that's greater than all of that. There is good news. Hmm. You know, Jesus, he was never discouraged, was he? You know, in these moments... But he knew exactly what the bad news was. He knew the bad news was he was going to die. The bad news when they were walking up to take him, he knew the bad news. And yet, he found himself excited. It says it's for the joy set before him. So even in the moments where he's terrified, saying, Father, not my will, your will be done, it was because he understood good news. He understood that even though bad news is coming, good news was here. The Father was always with him. 
John 17. Now look, this is for you and me, and we need to remember this every single day. Before you turn on the news station, I want you to turn this on first. John 17, 15 through 16. I do not ask, Jesus says, that you would take my disciples out of the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Please, saints, hear me today. You are not of this world. You're not of this world. I'm going to say it like 10 more times. You're not of this world. You're not of this world. Like, let that sink in. And we get so wrapped up with the bad news of the world, and we got good news sitting inside of us. We're not from here. Of course this place is bad news. We're the only, we got good news in us. We're the only place there is. The only place that exists. I'm not of this world. That's why this place drives me crazy. <laughs> it's why you stand there sometimes going, this place is nuts. It's because it is. <laughs> It really is. And you and I get to walk through it. Bad news doesn't give life, but it steals it. So why do we focus so much of our time staring at a screen and staring at a screen and staring at a screen that just consistently pumps bad news and bad news and bad news? And we wonder why we have no joy. We wonder, where did my peace go? <laughs> Let me give you uh, a catchy way to remember this. What if, what if we stopped staring so much at screens and talked to the unseen, talked to the God of the universe and said to him, Lord, I, if I turn this on right now, I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be all a bunch of, it's going to steal my life, this bad news. It will take life from me. I'll, my whole rest of my day might be ruined. Instead, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit with you and say, God, I, I'm going to, I'm going to receive from you right now. Listen, We've all had presidents we don't like, everybody in this room, okay? And I'll be the first to say I'm as guilty as anybody else at not doing what I'm about to say we should do, okay? But, but what if, instead of all the anxiety and the anxiousness that's being pumped into all of our homes, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on, okay? What if you just prayed? <laughs> what, if, what if you just prayed for the president and said, hey, God, you can change people's hearts. Would you change his heart? I don't like the way he talks and thinks. And would you change him? Would you, would you change my boss's heart? Like wherever the bad news is coming from, what if you realize that you have a connection to God? You have a connection to the source of life, to rest and faith. You can listen to God. You know, he has all of this figured out. He's going to make all things work together for good. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, I can't wait for next week because we're going to talk about good news. And it's so good. It's so much better than all this bad news, I promise. No, life by the Spirit is way more restful. Look at Romans 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God. That's your spiritual service of worship. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Man, you get to sit with God, and he convinces you of what is good, of what is perfect. You know, I don't know about you, some, some guys, they like the hardware store, you know? I like the hardware store. I don't know what happens. You get to like a certain age and you walk in and it smells good. You're like, ooh, I like this place. I don't know, it's some weird thing, but Brooke gets it too, so I don't know, girls can get it too. 
But I like the comic book store, okay? That's actually where I spend my time, okay? And so I, I have a comic book store here not too far from here, and I've actually gone there my whole life, you know? And so uh, I took a time off for a few years. But I went over here, and I'm hanging out with the owner, you know? And I don't know if he's a Christian or not. But when you start seeing good news, and when you start getting so full of good news, you get this. Like, you, you will sometimes find yourself just sharing good news with people. Like, you'll just start blessing people. You'll start talking about God with people, and you don't even know if they're a Christian or not, but good news just starts flowing out of you. And so here I am sitting in the middle of this bad news, and, and we're all trying to figure out, like, do you wear masks? Do you not wear masks? Like, this is in the very beginning. Toilet paper was gone. You know, it was like, we don't understand what this apocalypse is. Um, and, and we were kind of talking about it, and, um, and you know, good news just came out of me. And I, I just said to him, I said, you know what the problem is? The problem is, I said, with all of this, I said, we, we, we've, we've never really dealt with, most people never really deal with the, the mortality, the idea that you could die, the idea that death is a real thing, the real thing that you are not in control of your life. Every single person in this room believes every single day that they're in control of their life. And, and then you realize quickly, maybe by lunchtime, <laughs> that I'm not in control of my life. And I told him, I said, man, that's really what the issue is, is that we can talk about whatever else, but really the issue is that people are coming face to face with death for the first time, and they're finding out that I have to really think about this. And you know what's awesome is God whispered right into my spirit. He said, listen, I'm going to use all of this. <laughs> I'm going to use all of it to see the biggest revival, the biggest outpouring of his spirit that this world has ever seen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, and it's already happening. I don't want to spoil next week's message, but it's already happening. There are, there are outpourings happening all over the globe right now. You guys, I'm telling you, for as dark as it gets, it's only going to get brighter. Like, the good news is so much better than the bad news, and I'm preaching next week's message already. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's move on. Whatever finished. All right, Acts 20. <laughs> look, at what, look at what Paul says in Acts 20. And now, behold, bound by the Spirit, I'm on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit tells me that everywhere I go, I'm going to be locked up and beat up. Okay, when you guys go to God and you pray, <laughs> is this what you expect? Okay, I want you to go share good news tomorrow. All right, I can't wait. I'm going to go pray about it. You're going to get beat up about it. All right, how many of you guys are still like, let's go, you know? Some of y'all are going to be like, I must have missed God, you know? <laughs> like, he wouldn't want me to get beat up. Well, <clears throat> let's read on. <clears throat> But I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself, so that I may finish the course and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify solemnly of the gospel of the grace of God. Listen, that phrase right there, underline it, highlight it. Next week we're going to talk about how many different names of the gospel there are. There's all these different ways you can call the good news, right? All these different labels. But this is the name that given. Paul, the one who received this from Jesus, shares the name. He says, you want to know what this is called? This is the gospel of the grace of God. This is the good news of how favorable God is towards man. This is such incredible news. It's about a lot of other things, sure. <laughs> but it centers all around Jesus, and he is grace. John 1 says that. He is grace and truth. Hmm. And it was for grace that all of these men gave their lives. Let me ask you something. Is your political viewpoint the hill that you're ready to die on? Like at the end of your life, when you're gone and we miss you and all that, are we going to stand around being like, boy, I can tell you who they hated. You know, <laughs> let me tell you what. And is that, what, is that where you really, really where you want to die on? Is that the hill? You know, the, the Jews fought Rome in AD 70. You know, they, they, they kept poking Rome, kept poking Rome. And Jesus in Matthew 24, he says, he says this, he goes, look, there's going to come a day, and he goes, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to run. 
He goes, you're going to run to the hills. And he goes, for the, for the women who are, who are, are pregnant, he goes, I, I feel sorry for them during this time. And he says, don't go back and go get a blanket and all that stuff, a coat. He goes, no, just run. Josephus, um, who wrote the account of what happened in AD 70, wrote that there were no Christians that were killed during this siege. The Jews all went inwards. They all, they all fought for their political freedom, right? They all, they all sat in there. They absorbed bad news, and they, they were wiped out. Jerusalem was destroyed. And meanwhile, the Christians had fled. Do you know why? Because they listened to the words of Jesus. They listened to good news, not bad news. They tuned in to the source. They understood what was coming. They were alert. They were prepared. They were ready. And this is where you and I live. We're not lost during this time. We're not left helpless during this time. No, that's not the kind of gospel that you and I have. We have the kind of gospel that brings salvation. Romans 1, 16 through 17, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then the Greek. But in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. It is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Look, you can have your opinions I can't tell you to stop having opinions because if you live here, you're going to have opinions. It's check them with the source. Check them with reality. Yeah, but I, I just, I hate this and I don't like that. I, okay, take it to God. Taking it to your friends, sharing bad news with your friends is just going to steal life from them. Go sit with God and share it with him and let him pour life into you. That's how this works. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace. Do you guys know we're just getting an introduction? <laughs> in which we stand and we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we exult in our tribulations. Hold on. What? We exult in our tribulations? How many of you guys right now, be honest, man, you are exulting every morning. Thank you, Lord, for this pandemic. <laughs> How many? Come on. No show of hands. All right. <laughs> but we exult. Something curious here. Knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. Perseverance, character. Proving character, hope. Oh, and hope does not disappoint. Because hope is not like hope here. Hope is not a gamble. It's a guarantee. Hope in Scripture is a guarantee. It's not I hope. No, it's I hope. It's a hope. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts, and the Holy Spirit is with us. Look, I... I know you've, you've probably heard this spoken a few different ways. I have. I've commonly heard this said. It's, it's like God putting you through things, you know. He's really putting you through some stuff right now. Or, okay, if you don't believe God puts you through things, maybe you just say God allows these horrible things to happen to you, to, to test you, to see if you can get strong, see if good your faith is. You've heard it, okay. I'm going to tell you I don't agree with any of that because the Scripture says very clearly he poured out his love and his spirit within us. Right? The point wasn't to do something to get. <laughs> it's that you have something, so observe. Watch what happens. You're going to go through a virus. You're going to go through presidential elections. You're going to go through every single thing. And through it all, you can find that you have peace through all of it because of what's within you. That's what he's saying. He goes, through all of it, what you're going to find is hope. And hope doesn't disappoint. Bad news is rooted in an unfinished gospel and is not worth sharing. Sorry, I'm just looking at my notes for a second. 
All right, hang with me for a few more minutes, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, Bad news is rooted in an unfinished gospel, and I want to just briefly touch on this because I know we're out of time. But listen to this in Romans 5, 17 through 21. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment arose from the transgression resulting in condemnation, but on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions resulting in justification. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. All right, catch this. Adam sinned. Everybody was doomed, <laughs> okay? The whole world was messed up. And then he says this, but then another source of bad news happened. Jesus showed up, and through many transgressions, right? The law comes in, right? Raises all the transgressions up. Through all, this, through all this stuff that should have led to bad news, good news showed up. In other words, this is totally a spiritual reality. This is a totally different thing. And in fact, it was one act of righteousness, he says, not a bad thing. It was a good thing that Jesus did exactly what he did. For as though the one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, even so the obedience of the one, many will be made righteous. The law came in so the transgression would increase, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Do you get that? You'll never out God. You'll never out his forgiveness. You will never get to a point where he says, okay, I tried enough. No, grace abounds all the more. And just to draw your attention to a few of these lovely words here, that part where he says the abundance of grace, this stuff that you've been given, this, this person, right, this abundance, that word is parousia, and it means superabundance. It means more than you could possibly need. <laughs> An abundance. It's like all the people who bought toilet paper, you know? <laughs> that is superabundance. Some of us were starving. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then he goes on to say that where the transgressions increased, he says sin increased, or excuse me, uh, <laughs> I threw myself off. <laughs> Grace abounded all the more. Now, all the more there comes from this word, okay? I'm not even going to try to say it, but it's going to pop up on the screen right about now. Hyperatio, yo, whoa, I don't know. <laughs> Ultra super abundance. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, okay, grace abounded, right? Okay, the, the super abundant grace abounded in such a way that it's absurd. Like, you can't calculate ultra super abundance, okay? That's ridiculous. I, mean, I couldn't even believe it was in Strong's, like the, the, the concordance. Anyway, it's super, ultra super abundance. This is what you've been given and what I've been given. What are we worried about? What do we, what do we instead focus our minds on this? Matthew 5, 16, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Ephesians 2.10, where is workmanship? You, me, created in Christ Jesus for good works. They were prepared beforehand. We'd walk in them. James 2, what use is it, brothers, if someone says he has faith but no works? Can that faith save him? 
Man, don't get lost on this. It's not works to get saved. He's saying, if you heard from God, do you, do you expect, I'm going to sum up the rest of this. He says, do you think if someone came to you and said, hey, I, I really need help. I need some toilet paper. We're just going to stick with the toilet paper thing. <laughs> I really need some toilet paper. And you go, man, blessings, brother. Publix is open down there. I hope you find some. I'll pray for you. you know? And as he says, that's, that's not faith. Faith means you're hearing from God. Faith means you're not tuned into bad news. You're tuned into good news. You look at your one piece of toilet paper roll left, and you go, I don't got enough, but here you go. I'm going to give it to you because God just said he's got me. Like, this is the kind of world we are supposed to live in, not on bad and good news, not on what we see and don't see and understand and don't understand. We live by faith on what he's telling us, and you'll find yourself full of joy. You'll find yourself the bad news doesn't even phase you. doesn't even mess with you at all. I'll give you two more scriptures. Listen to this as we kind of wrap this up. Here is the power of the good news. And here's the kind of life that you and I can live. Romans 12, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation. Devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Now listen to this. Bless those who persecute you. You can do that. Bless and do not curse. You can do that. I don't care if you don't like Nancy Pelosi. Don't, don't you dare. Bless. Bless. <laughs> you got to make it real, you know. Never pay back an evil for an evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. And if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge. Beloved, leave room for the wrath of God. It's written, vengeance is mine. God has a bigger, better idea than you do anyway, in other words. Amen. <laughs> but if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We got some really good news, you guys. Next week, it's going to be fun. We're going to outline all these good news. But let me tell you something today. You can live this because the Spirit of God lives within you. Because Jesus is in you. Look, look at what you're clothed in as we close. Revelation 19 says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. If you're focused on bad news, you will give out bad advice, and you'll find yourself wondering where in the world God is, and where's my life, and why don't I feel the freedoms, and why don't I feel peace, and why don't I feel, why don't I, why, where's, where's my experience? And let me encourage you today, you are not an ambassador of free thinking. <laughs> okay, this is good news. You're not an ambassador of a political party. You're not an ambassador of anything other than a kingdom of good news. So choose this day. What's worth sharing? What's worth telling people about? What's worth arguing over? Nothing. God is so much better at taking care of this world than we are. <laughs> we can trust him. Let's go out there and share really good news with people in the midst of all this bad news. Amen? Amen? Let me pray for us. Father, 
as we end out this morning, my, my prayer is for every heavy heart in this room. God, it, it's so easy. Bad news is so addictive. And I believe there are so many in this room who have absorbed so much bad news, they they've feel like they've lost their way. As Eric was saying earlier, they just, it's like this lost feeling. And Lord, I pray right now that there would be an awakening of good news, that there would be an awakening, eyes would be opened, that, Father, we'd be reminded of your goodness in the middle of all this bad news that God always has existed, that we would see your goodness right now. In Jesus' name.